Sky Carumbo for June 5th through 11th, 2022. Mercury's still a little tough to find in our morning lineup for Northern Hemisphere sky watchers. The farther south you are, though, the easier it is to find, because the angle it rises at brings it farther above the horizon before sunrise. Depending on whether you can see Mercury, Venus will be the second or the first naked-eye planet in your morning lineup. Venus is moving eastward and will be a good guide for seeing Uranus on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. In the Northern Hemisphere, you're going to need a dark sky and a clear horizon to find that faint blue dot that's Uranus. Mars and Jupiter begin the week somewhat close. Mars is east of Jupiter and moving eastward faster than Jupiter, and Saturn is farther to the west and is stationary. The moon passes in front of one of the Leo sickle stars Sunday night this week for viewers in Texas, Mexico, and other countries of Central America. The star has the names Shertan and Al-Jabha. It's above the brighter Regulus. The moon's at first quarter on Tuesday as it begins a trek through Virgo, and it'll be in Libra on Saturday. There'll be another lunar occultation on Sunday evening next week, Deshuba is the middle star in the head of Scorpius. The eastern third of Canada and some states in the northeastern U.S. will get that view, and so will many places in the North Atlantic. If we could go to the center of the Milky Way galaxy, we'd pass a bright orange star on the way. It's called Antares, and it's part of the constellation Scorpius, the Scorpion. You can see it if you live south of 60 degrees north. Antares is a little over 600 light-years away. The center of the galaxy is another 27,000 light-years beyond that, in a slightly different direction. At equal distances, Antares would be 10,000 times as bright as the sun in light we see. In infrared, Antares is even more energetic. Antares is huge, too. If it could replace our home star, it would reach out as far as the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. It's not necessarily because opposites attract, but Antares has a much dimmer blue companion. You'll need a large telescope to see it unless you wait for the moon to pass in front of the stars. While the bright orange star is blocked from view, the dim blue one may briefly emerge from the glare in a small telescope. Such occultations by the moon will happen a few dozen times from 2023 to 2028. Aries is the ancient Greek name for Mars. The name Mars came from the Romans a few centuries later. To the Greeks, Antares meant rival of Mars because the star and the planet have about the same color. Jack Horkheimer of the TV show Stargazer, at one time known as Star Hustler, said he was glad the Romans didn't start calling the star Ant Mars. To Latin and Arab-speaking people, Antares was the heart of the scorpion. It's not hard to imagine the stars arranged like a hook southeast of Antares, representing a scorpion's tail. On the opposite side of Antares, what used to be the insect's claws are now part of Libra. Some of the stars in Libra have names that refer to a scorpion's claws. Other stars in Scorpius are Akrab, and that's an Arabic word for scorpion, Deshuba, which is Arabic for forehead, Gertab, 
Sumerian for scorpion, and shaula, very aptly Arabic for stinger. If you live at a middle northern latitude, you'll find Scorpius far in the south during the late evenings of June. It's much higher if you live closer to the equator, and it's right overhead from middle southern latitudes. Scorpio is on the opposite side of the sky as Orion. The old legends say that the tiny insect felled the mighty hunter after he boasted about what a great hunter he was. The gods immortalized them both in the heavens, but thought it wise to put them as far apart as they could. So each enters the celestial dome only when the other exits. Sky Caramba.